a postpartum strategist who knows all about placentas. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Pure Doula podcast. I'm your host, Catherine, the Pure Doula. On this week's episode, I am joined by the super cool Tiff D. Now, Tiff is a postpartum strategist, which honestly, that's the first time that I've heard that title. And it's definitely something that we need, <laughs> that moms need, all moms need. Um, Tiff was awesome. She talked about, you know, the importance of the postpartum period and all things fourth trimester. Tiff also does um, placenta encapsulation, which I know is pretty popular and has some benefits to it. And she also does umbilical cord keepsakes, which uh, how cool is that? I wish I knew of that and knew Tiff (laughs) a while ago so I could have uh, hired her to do such a thing because I didn't know that even was a thing and I am now obsessed so I probably need to just have another baby so I can just do that <laughs> jokes people jokes but yeah next time I'm definitely going to be doing that but I'm so pumped to have her here and share all the ways she supports mamas and more so I really hope you guys enjoy this one I think you will hang with me while I chat it up While we chat it up, me and Tiff, (laughs) this is the Pure Doula Podcast. Let's get into it. Hello, Tiff. How are you? Mama, I am fantastic. How are you? Good. Thank you for joining me. I'm glad that um, you're willing to hop on and share some of your knowledge and all that you do. So why a little intro about who Tiff is and what you do and all that fun stuff. Okay. Let me first say that I forgot my kids have half days this week. So my mom's (laughs) dropping my my little one off like any minute. So I'm sure even though he's been told not to bug me, I'm sure that we will be interrupted. (laughs) Um, Okay. You'll probably hear my daughter in the background. I figured. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what my mom said. She's like, is is it? And I'm like, yeah, it's a mom running it and we're all moms and everyone listening is a mom. So they get it. Um, Yeah. It's real life. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, I, I have been doing placenta encapsulation for the past over 10 years now, um, I started practicing as a placenta specialist after a friend of mine who was my doula client had asked me to process her placenta for her. And honestly, at the time, I was like, you what? I had no idea what she was talking about. <laughs> and the first time I drove home with a placenta in someone in, in, in my trunk, I was like, is this really me? Because, you know, prior to this, I was a childbirth educator. I was a doula for a while. But in my you know, pre-mom life. I was a social studies teacher. I was not this person that would, you know, I had never imagined this would be my life. So um, <laughs> the pa- the passion though for me came from like the results that I was seeing from moms after the fact that they just felt that they had more energy from taking their placenta pills and, you know, just a more balanced mood situation going on. So for me, I had postpartum anxiety after my first birth. Um, it was undiagnosed for over three years. I struggled with it. I did not know what it was. I just thought I was an angry, terrible mom. <laughs> and I didn't know anything about placenta encapsulation at the time. So my next one, you know, five years later, I waited five years because that's how crazy my postpartum was. And I was a little nervous, but I had different supports this time and I had my pills and it was a complete 180. Like, I mean, from everything, my mood was more balanced, but also the first time I had really struggled with milk supply and that didn't happen this time. So, you know, I, I really believe that it, it, it helps and it's just an extra level of support for new moms. Yeah, that's really, really interesting. Um, I didn't get mine encapsulated. My husband and I, we were going to do that ourselves. We did everything ourselves. Mm-hmm. But once it came to that step, we were just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, that seems like a lot of work. I hear you. Just try like raw dogging it and just <laughs> chewing it up real quick oh. and eating it. <laughs> I was like, sure, why not? I eat like raw beef liver. I can imagine it being 
anywheres are much different. Yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah. If you're eating the raw liver, then I would say you should have just gone for it. <laughs> so yeah, we did it. Even my husband like was trying it. He's like, you know, all the nutrients and everything Amazing. that it provides, you know, I can't, I'm sure it could do some good for me too. But Heck yeah. You guys are um, hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's impressive because me, myself, I like I offer placenta smoothies and I did not even make one for myself because that's not my jam. I was like, I mean, I'm an on again, off again vegetarian anyway, so I don't really, you know, not cutting up meat or anything like that. So for me, yeah. this is like the opposite. I'm like, oh, wow, here, <laughs> this is actual <laughs> meat that I don't normally eat. But yeah, it's, um, you know, it's a weird thing too in our birth community because it's still, I always say, I feel like I'm always the odd man out, right? My whole life, I've always been the person on the outskirts, always doing things in the way that nobody does them. Mm. So I'm like, even in, even within the birth world, the birth community, I'm still the weirdo most of the time. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, it's one of these things that, um, you know, there's just, as you know, there's not a ton of research that supports it yet. So it's mostly anecdotal. And so the medical community, although they're becoming more and more okay with it, more and more supportive when moms want to do it, they are also, you know, they shy away. They're not that comfortable with it because they don't know, they don't know if it works, if it's harmful or any of that stuff. So it's always, I always feel like I'm one up against uh, my kid is home showing me eggs. Cool. <laughs> we have chickens Aww. and I don't know. Hold on. Here he is. Amazing. Uh, yes. What? Awesome. Yay. I'm talking. See, I knew it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm always the weirdo and I feel like my clients also, many of them will not tell anyone <laughs> that they even did this, you know, mm. um, I recently did a, a survey of my clients and they overwhelmingly were like, no, no, I didn't tell. That was a question I asked. Cause I'm always curious, right? Like you always see people sharing about their birth experiences, but nine times out of 10, even when I'm here hearing from the moms on my end, like, oh, I feel amazing. This has been so great. Like they still aren't sharing it on social media. And I, I just think it's such a funny thing because it's still so taboo, you know? I was going to say it's very taboo and it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of like, I don't know if sad's the right word, but you know, when we experience something so good that might get looked at funny mm -hmm. in this crazy society that we have, mm -hmm. you know, we're reluctant to share it, even though it could help how mm -hmm. many other women with exactly such terrible postpartum anxiety or postpartum depression or anything really a hundred percent um can you like tell us all some cool stuff about the actual placenta because I still feel like even though there's a lot of women mm -hmm. I talk to that are into you know free birthing or home birthing mm -hmm. or natural this natural that they still really don't know how powerful and amazing the placenta is yeah itself yeah, it's it's super cool, first of all, because it's the only disposable organ that we, we make. So we make it and it leaves our body. That's no other organ does that, right? So um, it's pretty amazing just in that sense. The other thing that's really cool about it is it is made by mom, right? It's yeah. made by mom for mom specifically. So every placenta is different, just like every baby is different. People always say, how many pills do, will I get? And I'm like, well, it's as it's going to correlate probably to the size of your baby. So if you have a very big baby, you'll have a nice big placenta and you'll get lots of pills. Whereas if you have a tiny baby, you know, you're going to have a tiny placenta. And so I think it's something like one, one sixth or something of the baby's weight is what the placenta typically weighs. So it's like really cool. Um, and I also like to remind people that, you know, most people haven't seen their own placentas. So nobody really has an idea of how big it is. Like, so yeah. it's basically the size of a dessert plate is the way I explain it. And what's important about that is even if you're not going to consume your placenta, it's really important to remember that that's the size of the wound on the inside of your body, right? So when, when the placenta detaches from the uterus, that's literally an open wound in there. And I always remind moms because we live in a culture where everybody's ready to get up and go, right? And, and they often brag about it too. Like, three yes. days out and I'm already out doing this or that, or I'm two weeks out and I'm already going for a run. And it's like, 
no, that's not a badge of honor. We should not be doing that. You still have this giant wound on the inside of you that needs to heal. But because we can't see it, we don't think about it. And so I always tell people, mm. well, imagine if you had that wound on the outside, <laughs> what would you be doing? You'd be on the couch or in your bed. You'd be nurturing yourself and taking care of your body and allowing yourself to heal. You wouldn't be trying to be out there being like a superhero. That is such a great point that because it's on the inside, we can forget that mm -hmm. it's such a large wound and it does need time to heal and rest your body. Like, and it is crazy when you see moms like wearing that as a badge of honor, mm -hmm. like I'm already up working out. And that really can mess with the minds of other moms. I mean, yes. for me, it messed with my mind. That's for sure. I was mm -hmm. already, I was feeling a little antsy to get out of bed as it was because I was also like in bed for a while towards the end of pregnancy. Mm. But then like moms, you know, oh, here I am. I'm <laughs> bouncing back. I'm going to the gym. I'm going for mm -hmm. a walk. Yeah. Like, wait a yes. minute. <laughs> yes. I know. It's so hard. That whole comparison factor with moms. I remember my first was born and he was a very high needs baby. And also I have anxiety. So it wasn't fun for me. And um, I remember going to my friend's house. She was like my first friend from kindergarten. We had been friends our whole lives. We ended up having babies three weeks apart from each other. That's awesome. It was, except for the fact that <laughs> when I went to visit her, uh, my baby had cried the entire way in the car. I still, I don't think I had showered, you know, maybe I had yeah. showered every three days and I was a mess. I felt horrible. I hadn't been sleeping and I walk into her house and she's just looks beautiful. Looks like she never had a baby. <laughs> like she's all done up, including shoes and her house is clean and smells of candles and brownies. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? You know? Mm. And so I, there's so much of that with moms and especially now with social media, it's insane what we can see out there. And then we judge ourselves and we think I'm doing it wrong, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that um, you sharing that information about the placenta and the wound that it leaves could definitely sit with a lot of women and hopefully they'll realize like mm -hmm. what you see online <laughs> is not yes. real life most of the time. Yeah, um, Everyone does heal differently, I'm, I would imagine. But the best thing to do, I would say, is rest as much as possible mm -hmm. and um I also saw like on your website and your Instagram, you do do a lot of postpartum care yeah, and just help with that. And I yeah. think that plays into what you offer with the placenta. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, that's what I started to realize when I was working with clients. So many of them, when, you know, I always check in with them after if they have any questions or anything. And um, many of them were just struggling with the reality of motherhood and, you know, telling me things like, well, I've been all day nursing. I can't put the baby down. And then my husband came home from work and he wants to know why dinner's not ready. Mm. Or, you know, I just, I'm exhausted and I don't want to do, I can't do anything. I have no freedom. And so I started to realize that, yeah, this is the problem in our, in our world. Like moms have babies and then they go home with their baby oftentimes having no idea how to be a mother because we don't see any examples of it because we don't have a village anymore. And mm. so all we have to go on is how our moms did it. You know, if you're anything like me, it's like, no, no, <laughs> I'm all messed up. <laughs> I'm not doing it the way you did it. So, you know, we're, we're learning as we go and we're doing it very much alone, right? And so then you have social media groups where there's a lot of judgment and a lot of conflicting information and it's hard there's Dr. Google where you're like, what's wrong? Why is my baby not latching? And you can get 17 million different reasons for that. And so I just like to offer to, to moms who need it that extra level of support where if they have a question, they don't have to search the interwebs. They just have me. They can text me and ask me. So much like a doula is available after the fact, I'm, I do the same thing. But the difference is, this is weird. A lot of people don't believe this, but most of my clients are not coming from the the crunchy mindset and they're not coming from the natural birthing community. So a lot of natural birthers, like you said, they're going to do their own placentas. They're going to do it at home. They don't need me. So a lot of my clients have never even heard the word doula. You know, many of them, of course, do have doulas, but lots of them are finding me because they are so afraid of postpartum depression, 
postpartum anxiety, that that's what they're Googling and that's how they find placenta encapsulation. So these moms need somebody that they can talk to, you know, your OB, it's like a six week of, you know, you get six weeks and then you go in there like, how are you feeling? Okay. You can have sex again. And that's the <laughs> end of it. And, and it's right. like, we need more than that. Moms are home struggling. They are lonely. Many of us have like left the workforce. So you, you've, your entire life changes. And this is a part of birth that we don't talk about, right? We spend so much time talking about the pregnancy and the birth. And then it's like, boom, nothing. There's no preparation for the postpartum. And so that's been my recent focus is even if you're not going to have placenta pills, because that's only one piece of the puzzle, right? Like we can't just take our placenta pills and be fantastic. That's not it. It's not a magic pill. Um, there's so much more, right? Like nutrition, because so a lot of the benefits of the placenta, like you said, it's full of nutrients, right? Like B12 and iron. And those are both things that if they're low, those symptoms mimic depressive symptoms. Mm. So if we're not talking to moms about all of it, they, they just are struggling. And so many moms are struggling. And you know, the numbers are, are rising, postpartum anxiety and postpartum depression. It's all just more and more moms are home struggling. And um, so, yeah, the postpartum piece, I think, is something that's been missing for a long time. Green. And it's great that you offer that. I mean, I can say I definitely learned the hard way. Um, mm-hmm. There's just nothing there for postpartum, like you said. and mm-hmm. And even like, you know, just online like I thought I did everything you know Mm -hmm. I we went pretty much unassisted until we did do like a hospital birth but um you know thought we did all the classes all the courses Mm -hmm. learned this learned that and then it was like postpartum happened and I was like oh my gosh I'm hungry (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes and I don't want to cook for sure (laughs) yeah um, I feel like I want to cry and scream right now like (laughs) yes yes and so that's like this is what I talk about with the placenta pills for me I always point out to everyone I am a super cynical person I am a science lover I love fact I love studies I love information and research but (laughs) it's not there yet and I can tell you for myself my first time that random crying um, you know, just sitting in the room and your, your partner walks in like, what's wrong now? And you're like, I don't know. You know, you just cry. And that didn't happen when I took the pills. And that's something I hear a lot. So for me, I'm like, there has to be something, right? There's something there hormonally, right? So here's the way I explain it too, is um, during pregnancy, and I'm sure that you know this, and probably many of your listeners know this, but during pregnancy, your placenta is what's in charge of your hormones, right? It's producing the the major hormones of progesterone and estrogen. And then um, it's regulating your hormones too. But in, in your normal life, that's your hypothalamus's job. So when we give birth and then we give birth to the placenta, there's like a good few weeks before the hypothalamus realizes that, oh, I have to get back to work. So literally nothing is regulating your hormones for those first few weeks. And so of course, all of the other stuff is going to be harder, right? Trying to manage your household and trying to feed yourself and your family, if that's still your responsibility, which it should never be, but often is, Um, you know, like it's just makes everything so much harder because your hormones are completely out of control. They're having a full on free for all inside of your body. That's an great point like I need you to just scream this from the rooftop (laughs) yeah (laughs) I try I try (laughs) no you're doing great that's why I was like this is something I feel like we definitely need to talk on um so what besides the encapsulation like what else do you offer to help women through that period is there a course or do you work uh, hands-on Yeah. So not yet with the course, but that is definitely on my 2023 list. So right now I am in the process of completing my um, certification through the Gottman Institute. They have a a course called Bringing Baby Home, and it's all about communication between the parents. So my my whole thing is I do think there's enough out there for moms as far as baby care goes, right? And like most postpartum doulas are doing that 
baby and mom care hands-on stuff. But I think what's missing is that piece of how do we start this new life together as parents rather than just as us adults living together, you know, doing our thing. So the bringing baby home course is a full 12 week um, or 12 hour course that teaches parents how to communicate. And that's important because so many moms struggle because they feel like, you know, this is all on me now. Like a lot of times, unfortunately, in the world we live in, dad goes back to work because we don't have paid um, paternity leave and most of us don't have any paid leave at all. So it's like mom is always here struggling and then she gets in her head and then she becomes resentful and then the partnership falls apart and then then there's divorce and then that the kids suffer. And this is my own personal experience. So I'll just back up a little bit with that because for me, uh, you know, my partner and I were fantastic together. We had gone through a lot of stuff. Like we lost our first baby late. Um, we had a late trimester, second trimester loss. I'm sorry. He was like, thank you. Thank you. Uh, but I talk about a lot about that because that's a whole other story as far as the birth, <laughs> the birth culture that we live in and the maternal care in this country, which is a huge two thumbs down. But mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, we lost the baby and he was fantastic. We were a great partnership. And then we struggled with IVF. We had two IVF babies. Um, I had a planned home birth turned C-section. All of this leading up to it, our partnership was fantastic. And then we brought the baby home and everything changed because for me, I was like, his life changed. I mean, his life didn't change at all. My life changed a thousand percent, but I didn't have the words to communicate that because I was like, well, I'm home. I should be grateful. He's going to work every day. I should be grateful. I get to be home with my baby. Mm. And it was a very big, like, uh, you know, cluster F, I would say the F word, but I'm not sure if you're cool with that on your show, but uh, (laughs) yeah, it was a lot in my head. It was like a lot to wrap my head around. And I didn't have the words or the communication skills because I didn't grow up in a family where we communicated. And, and I think this is the experience of a lot of parents. So I'm getting certified for bringing baby home. And then I'm also getting certified as a fair play facilitator. And that'll be done in March. Fair play is an amazing, um, it's really a method. It's, it's a method of dividing up household labor And so that everything isn't falling on mom. And so eventually my plan is to create a a course that's going to incorporate all of this as well as, you know, the postpartum stuff, the nutrition pieces and everything. Because I really want moms to feel more supported and more empowered, even in this world that we live in where there is no village. So long term is course offerings um, as well. So right now my packages are if you want just placenta pills, I do that. If you need just like um, the postpartum planning strategy sessions is what I'm calling them. We do that. And then if you want both, you get your pills and then you get like a a planning session. So prenatally, we go over what is it that you need to have ready? So like you said, you know, we don't prepare for how are we going to (laughs) eat? Who's going to clean the house? All the (laughs) things that stress us out, but you don't think about like if you have pets, who's going to walk your dog? Is your dog going to be and you're going to be sitting there feeling bad because your poor dog is like suddenly being ignored. So who's going to do that? We got to take all of this off the table from mom so she doesn't have to do it all. And so she's not sitting there in guilt if she's not able to do it all. So those um, strategy sessions really help people, parents, partners together plan for how's this going to happen after the baby arrives. And it's really a case of planning for worst case scenario, right? Because you might get an easy baby and you might be able to put that baby down and they'll nap for two hours and you can get your stuff done. But you might not. You might get the baby that you literally can't take off your boob. And how are you going to survive if that's the case, right? If your partner's going back to work after a week, how are you going to manage being in a house all day with a crying baby? So it's like really preparing. So that's the two things that I'm offering now. But like I said, I'm, I got big plans, girl. I'm, I love I'm ready. it. <laughs> Everything about it. You're so needed. Like you are so, 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 so needed in this world. For sure. So I agree. (laughs) You'll have lots of women to help with all of that and parents. That's another great point is with just like helping parents communicate through all of this. Like you Mm -hmm. said, just from your experience, like that's another thing that's very, very needed. Um, Yeah, because trust me, like my ex, he still doesn't understand why we're divorced now. And it started then. And I mean, I hung in there for 10 years because I just kept hoping it would get better. And you know how resentment is. It just builds and builds. And he wasn't a a bad person. He also, he identifies himself. He's a feminist. But when it came time, these systems are so ingrained in all of us. Like, for example, I just left a mom that I picked up her placenta and she's already 
so nervous about when the, her husband is going back to work. She has anxiety. She has a toddler. And she's like, I don't, she literally is having tears in her eyes already. The baby was just born. And it's like, we leave people stranded mm-hmm. and we can't do that anymore. And also, I, you know, the partner, he's looking at me like, wait, he, I think he hates me now because I was like, no, dude, you got to step up. You, you go to work and then you come home. Your job is not done because now this second shift begins. And for us women, especially, and it happens even in working families. Actually, this happens even when the woman is the breadwinner of the family. The majority of the time, she still takes on more of the mental and emotional load and the domestic labor. So we have to really reframe this for dads. So that's the original um, intent of my course is more to talk with dads and prepare them for being partners, not just breadwinners or just the one who's going out to quote unquote provide for the family. So that whole mindset really needs to shift because women are the ones suffering, but in the end, so are the men, right? Because Mm. they are missing out on the really amazing human side of parenting, right? Like dads don't get to hold the hand when the the boo-boo happens, right? Because they're not around. And when they are, they're checked out a lot of the times. And so they're missing out on that bonding factor with their kid. And so this whole setup that we have going on right now is not good for anyone. It's not good for the moms. It's not good for the dads. And it certainly isn't good for the kids, right? And dads are always like, well, why does she always run to mom when she doesn't feel well? Well, that's why. Because you went back to work. And then when you came home, you checked out and sat on the couch and watched TV while your wife ran around like a crazy person trying to get everything done. (laughs) So true. It's so true. And it's just, it's sad, you know, like we are definitely like programmed or whatever you Mm-hmm. With how our culture and society is for that to be the dad's role and for that to be the mom's role yes. and it affects everyone and mm-hmm. I'm sure there's plenty of dads yearning for this kind of that kind of relationship with their children or 100%. how to like jump in and figure this out yes and there's just nothing about it anywhere mm-hmm. and so the, again the you're thing- definitely very <laughs> yeah and I feel like dads don't they want to help but they don't know what to do because they didn't have examples either growing up, you know? So, so my ex, he, he always felt like he was helping, but you know, a lot of times the way that they help is by saying, make me a list. I'll do whatever you ask. And I'm like, I don't want to make the list. Like I'm tired of thinking, I don't want to be the only one responsible for keeping this family afloat. And so they just don't know what to do and they want to help. But they don't. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's the whole dynamic on the way that we see who's responsible for what. So hopefully through all of this and, you know, there can be a shift because I, I have two sons <laughs> and I tell them all the time, like, listen, I don't want you to grow up and think that it's your partner's job to pick your wet towel up off the floor. Like it's not. It's your job. And what's funny, too, I, I think about this, like I grew up in a house where. My mom did everything for us, everything. I have a brother and she did everything for both of us. So it wasn't like I was the girl and I was expected to do more. But I always laugh. Italian by any chance? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, me too. That's Italian. (laughs) It's funny. My my dad is Italian, but my mom, she, I think when she met him, she just decided she would also be Italian. So she's not, but she, you would never know. You know, she's very, very much that culture. She just took it on for herself. But yes, she did everything for us. And I mean, I lived at home until I was 26 years old. I graduated college and I did a bunch of traveling and they just let me stay. And it was fantastic. But when I moved out, I literally didn't know how to do anything. I had to call my mom and be like, how do I do laundry? Like, I literally do nothing. But here's the difference, right? I figured it out. Men, they just get married and they're like, oh, okay, you can do that. (laughs) You can take care of that because I never learned. And it's like, you're an intelligent and capable human being. You can learn. You can do this Mm -hmm. stuff, guys. You know, <laughs> that's so funny. It's so true. Oh my goodness. I had, to, I'm like, I have a feeling she's got to come from Italian. Because <laughs> very similar situation. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. She's funny too. She talks with her hands and everything. I'm like, yeah. mom, come on. What are you doing? But you know, I mean like that, they've been together a long time. So that's, that's what amazing. happens. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, I feel like you do offer so much and it's just a beautiful thing so with um your 
placenta and helping with postpartum, you're just like, I would assume. Correct? <laughs> yeah. So which is I, great. I, yes, I can. I do have an availability for people if they need placenta encapsulation and they can't find anyone locally. Um, I don't really like to do it though. That way I know a lot of specialists do offer nationwide shipping and stuff. Now, the reason I don't like to do it is because it's a lot for the, um, the mom. So really she has to take her placenta home, freeze it overnight so that it will withstand the shipping. And then, um, you know, that's just an added thing. I don't want anybody to have to deal with after yeah, they've had their baby. Say, that sounds like a lot. I was trying to think like, yeah, yeah mail, but it probably it, wouldn't be the best option. It, exactly. And so that it also adds more time. So for me, the benefit of getting those pills is getting them back in your body before your body even realizes the hormones have gone. So, um, so, so if someone can't find a, a, you know, someone who's qualified nearby, I'll do it. But I always try to recommend that they find someone local. And I have a bunch of people that I'll refer out to if, if that's the case. Um, and then uh, what else was I going to say about that? Uh, da, da, da. Oh, yeah. So the, the reason that it's really um, we want to get them in there quickly. It, no, I think that's what I don't know what I was going to say. I just lost my train of thought. You go ask me what you're going to ask me next. <laughs> I do that all the time. I'm sorry. It's OK. It'll come back to me. It's not your fault. It's my brain. My, my lips can't keep up with my brain half the time. Oh, I get that. Trust me. And now, again, like being a new mom, how that can also play a part. Like it's like a thousand tabs open in your brain at once. So trying 100%. to keep up with percent. <laughs> yes. And that is exactly how my laptop looks too. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, and it's bad for us. Like I've been doing a lot of reading about multitasking. It is really, really bad for us. And it actually doesn't even work. It makes wow. us less productive. And here's the thing. We always say, oh, women are better at multitasking. That's why all this falls on you guys. But it's, it's not true at all. Women and men, there's no difference in like, that as far as how good whoever is at no multitasking way. it's just we just feel like we need to do it and that's why we do it it's not and it's not good for us so i've been really trying to be conscious of not doing that but my current partner now he's all all over me about it because he's like i don't believe it because i'm always like missing a turn or what he's like you do this all the time and because i'll blame him i'll be like it's because we were talking and he's like <laughs> no 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 i i know you and you do this all the time so i've been paying attention and i do because my brain is so used to doing things in little snippets, right? And yeah. uh, that's part of what it is being a mom. You you just train yourself because you know at any moment that kid's going to need you. <laughs> that is and that's true. the worst part is we we really, when we become moms, we lose that consistent time, right? Like that time freedom is what Eve Rodsky, she's the author of Fair Play. That's what she talks about a lot is time freedom. And that's something, oh, hi, there's my dog. And that's something that moms often lose completely, right? So like we never are off duty. So even if you go out with friends, oftentimes you're still getting a call or a text from the partner at home, like, where is so-and-so's sneakers? Or do I need to feed them lunch? Or they're crying and they won't stop crying. Like we never are off. And that's part, again, of the dynamic that I'm hoping to change as I talk with these couples before they're in it. Right. Because so many times we don't know what we need until we've been there. Like you just said about your own postpartum. Yeah. You didn't know until you knew. And mm -hmm. it's it's hard to convince people for sure. Like to say to someone, listen, I know you and your partner love each other right now and you're a great team. But listen, 67 percent of new parents within I just posted about this within the first three years of the baby's life report a decline in the satisfaction of their relationship. Awesome. And it's, that's a big number, right? Yeah. But the way to look at it though, is there are 30, 33% of them though, that are doing something right. And so what is that? And that's what the Gottman Institute has researched. Like what are those couples doing right? And I hope that we can teach more and more parents what to do before they're in it, because sometimes once you're in it, it's too late. You know, your hole is so deep, you're never getting out of it. So, um, and, and this will free up women too, to have more free time and time to find what lights them up or, or continue doing what used to light them up before they were um, mom, you know, and For there's sure. nothing wrong with being mom. I love, I love being a mom and I'm so grateful 
to be a mom, but I fell into this trap that I was just mom for a real long time. And some moms love that. Some moms are, that's all they're about. And that's great for them. But if it's not, if you accidentally fall into that, you wake up sometimes and you're like, what happened to me? Where am I? And I think just because of, again, our culture and the systems that are in place, it, it's just, we don't know. We don't know to prepare to avoid that, you know? Right. And it is okay to have your partner take on more of a role and for mm-hmm. the mom to be able to relax. I feel like there's also a lot Heck of guilt yes. around that. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> wait, wait, no, I, I'm the mom. I have to be doing this. I oh my God. Yes. That. Yes. And the dad is just as important, you know? So like you said, I yes. feel like everything you're going to be, everything you do is just wonderful to help well, bring thanks. that thanks. to people's awareness and to their relationships that it's okay. And dad it is yeah, okay. <laughs> it's funny. Like, um, you know, again, this mom that I just visited with this morning, her, the baby had the first poop and it was so cute. The dad was taking care of it. And he was like, he literally was on the job. He was ready. And mom got up. And she was like, oh, he has never done this. He's never changed a diaper. And I'm like, he can do it. Let him do yeah. it. But we, I think a lot of times it's it's not even, like I said earlier, it's not just the dad. It's we feed into that because we don't trust that they can do it. But that's where that happens. That shift happens where he's like, oh, oh, okay. I guess I won't do it good enough. This isn't my job. And then and then two years later, you're like, what the hell? He's never changed a diaper. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yep. He tried and you stopped him. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's a cycle. Yeah, it sure. is. And then like you said about a break, I remember every time I would even just try to sit down on the couch, you know, and I hope to God a kid didn't climb on me. But if I did ever sit down, it was like I had to explain to everyone what I was doing. Oh, I just need to check my email real quick. Or there has to be a reason. I can't just be sitting down. And that's yeah. crap. That's such crap. <laughs> it really is. Now as a mom, mom, sit and be. <laughs> like uh-huh. A hundred percent. And okay. I, I always try to say, what is it that you want to show, especially if you have daughters, right? Like, what do you want to show them? Do you want to teach them that it's not okay to rest? No, of course we wouldn't want to mm. teach our kids that. Like, we have to always remember we're modeling for our children. And if that's something you're modeling that you don't want her to repeat when she grows up, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. If that you don't, so- yeah, like if you don't want her to marry a man that isn't going to contribute to the household, um, then you need to change that situation. You need to teach him that he's teaching his daughter. That's what the that's what she's gonna get when she grows up. And most men would say, no, I don't want that for her, <laughs> but they'll do it, you know, for their wives, but they don't want that for their daughter. They don't want some man being like, you know, a freeloader or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yet you're like, okay, but here's the example that you're setting. <laughs> Gosh, there's just so many layers. It's really so many, so many incredible. layers. And it yes. just all ties together. So yes, I feel like on asking you all these things. <laughs> it's okay. There's I love so much. I love questions. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> we didn't even really talk a lot about the placenta, so I don't know if you wanted me to go into, like, the whole process of how that's done. People are typically curious about that, but afraid to ask. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So, um, so typically, like in a hospital birth or a birth center birth, it's going to be I'll I well for everybody. Everybody gets a, a transport kit for um. It's like a little soft sided cooler bag with everything you need to package up the placenta. So then I will come pick up the placenta. Home births are a little easier because you could just stick it in the fridge and not worry about it. But at the hospital, you know, it's sometimes a little tricky because some hospitals are less placenta friendly than others. Um, So they have the transport kit, they put the ice in the bags and they just tuck it away until I get there. And I do pickups at the birthplace. And then I bring it home. And then we start by rinsing it, doing like a gentle rinse to get all the clots off. If there's meconium, I'll peel off the outer membranes. Um, And then we just steam it gently for like about five minutes or so, just to add some warmth back into it, which comes from Chinese medicine. Um, So some people will tell you that placenta encapsulation is something that's been practiced in Chinese medicine forever, which I don't know, there's maybe a a bit of research here and there that that does have examples of that but but really the concept from traditional chinese medicine is where we get the warming back up of the organ because in chinese medicine you know everything's about warmth and cold 
and the placenta is a warming organ. So when mm. you give birth to it, it's basically like in Chinese medicine, they would say that you've left a, a cold space within your body and that you want to warm mm. the placenta back up and then put that warmth back in for balance. Um, so the steaming and then we I slice it up real thin and it looks at this point like, you know, beef jerky would and goes into the dehydrator. I dehydrate usually overnight and then grind it up in the morning and get it into capsules. So it just looks like a little, you know, like a regular old vitamin. So a lot of people are wary of doing it because they're like, oh, it's gross. But <laughs> literally, you don't know, like unless you're hardcore like you yeah. and you're eating it up. Like they don't know, you know, it's like they don't even have to see their placenta if they don't want to. It's it's just going to come back looking like pretty little vitamins in a little black jar. And um, I also include a placenta tincture. So I'm sure a lot of your listeners are familiar with tinctures, um, you know, echinacea tincture or whatever. But so this is placenta. Um, I used to do them with raw, but a lot of my clients were like, oh, it's gross. I'm not doing it. So I use powder now. Uh, and the beauty of the tincture is that the placenta benefits can last really forever. So I am personally, I believe perimenopausal and I still, I use my tincture regularly whenever I'm feeling like off hormonally or my kids will remind me if I'm acting wacky, they'll be like, mom, take your tincture. Um, <laughs> that's so that's included with the package. And then also a little cord keepsake. So I'll dry out the umbilical cord also into like the shape of a heart or the word love. And then that's like a keepsake that moms can have well, parents, family. That. Yeah, it's cute. I also do a preserved one, which I put it in epoxy resin. So it's more like a paperweight. That's and that's so super cool. cool. You do like a colored background. It's like, I've never considered myself an artsy person, but that's my favorite art project. I love doing those. <laughs> so cool. Oh my gosh. I wish I found you much sooner. <laughs> well, if you have another baby, I am yes. here. I am here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm yes. So I'm like in the process of morphing into more of like we're talking about with this whole postpartum support stuff and the education factor of it, but I will always be doing placentas. I have a separate space in my house. We had, um, Back in 2019, we had a leak in our a pipe under our slab. So we had to have our whole house redone, basically. And when they redid the house, I was like, oh, can you please make me a room? And so now I have a separate workspace where I could just process in there. And I tell my kids, I'm going to work. Leave me alone. And it's fantastic. So I will be doing placentas. I always laugh. I'm like, I'll be like 75 years old, rolling up to a hospital, picking up a placenta. <laughs> That's great. It's so amazing. That's really cool that you can like make a keepsake of the umbilical. Yeah, I love I that. I love that. So <laughs> I always tell everyone so keep cool. it away from your dogs. I've had many yeah. clients report my dog ate my cord. <laughs> they love those things. <laughs> oh my god, been, that's too funny. <laughs> it's the worst. You're like a little jerk. Um, yeah, they probably think it's such a special little treat. Yep. <laughs> it smells delicious. Yeah. But the pills, I have seen the pills completely finish the whole process. And you're mm -hmm. right. They just look like a normal yep. vitamin like yep. capsule mm -hmm. um, yep. kind of thing. And I do also offer like colored, they're colored and flavored capsules. So for moms who are extra squeamish, um, I have like... Depending on, since COVID, it's impossible to get your hands on anything, but I have grape right now, orange and strawberry, I believe. So you literally, my kids love them. They'll beg me like, can I have an empty capsule? I'm like, you're so weird. <laughs> so weird. But um, yeah, like the, just the smell alone, they smell really good. So for anyone oh, who's wow. squeamish, you legit don't even have to know. And, and here's the big thing that everybody says too, is like, well, it's probably just a placebo. And I always say, I don't care. I do not care if it's a placebo or not. Because if moms feel better, isn't that the goal? Like, yeah, that's that. the goal. And and I think what what it is is that that they just feel empowered, like that they they did this, they made this, they made the choice to take these pills. And I just think it's that's one thing people report. Like when I do survey my clients, they'll always say, "I just felt empowered, like that I was in charge here a little bit." Because postpartum, you often feel very much out of control, right? Like. Your hormones are out of control. Your baby's in charge of your life now. And it's just this little piece of, of power that you still have over. And, you know, you still can some control over the situation. I think it just mentally is such a huge piece. 
Oh, absolutely. That's beautiful <laughs> for sure. So where, what area do you service? I see, I think you're in New Jersey. Like yeah, I, I am so in cool. South Jersey. And so I, I service up to 90 minutes from, from me. So I'm, I'm just outside of Philadelphia. So I will service like the Jersey shore. I go to Delaware, I'll do Pennsylvania, um, like the Eastern portion of Pennsylvania and then up through central Jersey and the shore area. Um, and there's a couple of, a couple of specialists in that area, like North of me that I don't service. So we, we sort of all cover New Jersey, which is really nice. Um, you know, there's a bunch of people that do it, of course, but the, the girls who are really just focusing on placenta encapsulation, I love to have people to just, you know, refer to, because again, so this is a situation where I want everyone to be safe because if there's one thing that goes wrong, <laughs> you know what's going to happen to the entire industry, right? Like the government's going to come in and then yep. doctors are going to come in and everybody's going to say, no, no, it's bad. It's bad. And it's like, I have to be really sure with who I refer to that they're doing it in a safe way For because sure. there's a lot to know that you know, you can Google, sure, like you did. It's your own placenta. You're fine. But if it's someone else's and there's cross-contamination and all that. So, you know, for me, I'm certified through um, IPA, which is International Postpartum and Placenta um, Association. And that was like a really intense training that took me months to complete. And then, then I'm certified every what is it? Every three years, I renew my food safety and handler's card. And then there's a course through OSHA for, for doulas and placenta encapsulators that I renew every year. So that's, you know, there's like an, an added level of safety that I really want everybody to, to be choosing someone who knows what they're doing, right? Like I see, I'll see videos on, on TikTok of people <laughs> processing placentas like as a business. And I'm like watching what they're doing, just thinking, oh my God, did she just do that? Like, <laughs> I'll see people like dip a gloved hand into a bag of empty capsules and they'll, well, uh, now you just contaminated that whole bag of capsules. And oh, no. yes. And so I'm like always on edge about it because I know that this is already a, a thing that people aren't really that supportive of. And it's like, if you, one thing goes wrong, we're all in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great point. So I, it's really nice to know that there is all these like safety. Yes. Um, certifications and all this yes. and that that you have to do and everything because that's probably something some people might consider you know well I'm giving you this you know mm -hmm. how do I feel safe and clean or yes my <laughs> exactly that's always a that's like the number one question is how do I know it's mine and like well one <laughs> it wouldn't do you any good so like there's no way I would just be mixing up placentas because it wouldn't even right. benefit you but like I have a very strict system of labeling. I label through the entire process and I don't process two at a time. Like I always work on one, clean up and then pack up and then move to the next. Like there's never two out at the same time. So like there's really no chance it could get mixed up. But again, if you're going to have someone encapsulate for you, these are questions that you need to be asking, right? We can't just find someone who says on their Instagram, oh, I am a placenta encapsulator. And then just trust them. You got to ask real serious questions because it it is. It's like, you know, you wouldn't go out to eat somewhere that you that wasn't like, you know, checked for safety. <laughs> like you right, trust people. Right. We trust them that they're not dropping our our food on the floor before they serve it to us because there's a process that they've gone through and training that they've gone through. So it's the same with placentas. And it, it amazes me, too, how many people will like just book online. We never speak <laughs> like if it were me. <laughs> I'd be like, I need to talk to this person. This is a pretty serious <laughs> job I'm hiring them for, but you know, makes my life easier when they don't, but <laughs> uh, makes it easier for you. You're very, you have a very trusting RN to you and you can definitely tell that oh, you know thank exactly you. what you're doing and that you're a very warm woman to work with. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. I so love I that. Wanna, yeah, uh, girl, it's true. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Um, I do want to ask you one last question. Yes. Um, if there is one, well, I guess this is my second to last question, but <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing you recommend to all pregnant women, women, mm. what? <laughs> well, make a plan. Absolutely. Make a plan. And that doesn't mean 
write your birth plan and be so hell bent on everything going exactly as you plan, but think about all of the possibilities and be prepared for how you're going to, you know, attack them as they come, come at you. So educate and plan, learn, learn, learn. I love that. I love that for sure. Like I said, I only, I thought I had a plan and Mm -hmm. that was like just being crazy about my birth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Then the plan stopped. Yeah, but that that's what happens. Yeah, we don't talk about it. I was the same. I was completely floored. I had no clue what was coming at me because you think it's easy. You're like, I'm just I'm having a baby. People do this all the time. Well, I'll figure it out. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a big shift. plan is definitely major, major. Yes, I know. (laughs) um, All the listeners find (laughs) find me. Or support you or work with you? That's a great question because I, since I am in this morphing process, I keep switching up my names on social media. But um, so you could typically find me if you just Google the placenta girl. Um, And so my website is karmabirthservices.com. And then um, I am the placenta girl on TikTok. And then I just switched my Instagram the name on Instagram is, um, what is it now? I don't even remember because my dog's barking and making me lose my mind that I can't <laughs> even think. So fourth trimester revolution. So that's where we're headed. Nice. Fourth trimester revolution. Yeah. I love that. And mm-hmm. I will link all the descriptions awesome. to you just so Thanks. it'll be easier for everyone to just yeah. the link. Cool. Um, and then they work with you and support you and learn from you all like that. And Thanks. so if I had a wonderful time having you here. I want to thank you so much for doing this and thank you sharing all your wonderful knowledge. I hope we touched on everything. I feel like there's probably so much more we could talk about. And I oh, say well, this you know with everyone, it but it's yes. really true. <laughs> <laughs> there, because there is, there's always so much. Oh my God. If you get a bunch of birth workers together, please. Yeah. Hours. We'll be for days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We'd have to have sleepovers <laughs> for real. But, I'll come um, back anytime. We can talk yeah. again anytime you want. <laughs> yes, please. Because awesome. um, you do have my mind going about that multitasking thing that you have recently. Yes. So I'm going to message you about that because cool. I've always, quick side note, felt like I was like the multitasking queen. And <laughs> right? Like, we brag about it. <laughs> yes. Like, I feel like that's how I would have like, I cut and you just really put a light bulb up in mm-hmm. my brain saying yes, that we so. need to stop we all need to stop multitasking it's not yeah. fair to us <laughs> I'm interested in that so I'll be messaging you all right shortly. <laughs> cool sounds good girl all right well, thank you, you so so much thank you too bye-bye want to thank Tiff for joining me I hope um the audio is good I know sometimes it does cut out you know I'm still a beginner with this you guys this is just like real life raw here's a podcast like I said this isn't anything fancy schmancy (laughs) but I do want to thank Tiff for joining me she is super cool and I truly pray this helps whoever needs it if you enjoyed this episode and if you enjoy this podcast please give it five stars and thank you for listening because of you guys the listeners I get to share this time, space, and information. God bless.